Four Finger Discount is brought to you today by Podbean, the podcasting app that not only allows you to record on the go, but also upload from anywhere in the world on your mobile device. The Podbean app makes it simple to get started with podcasting. No expensive equipment required. All you need is an idea and Podbean does the rest. So download the Podbean app now for your Apple or Android device and enjoy the freedom of mobile podcasting. I don't understand it. That was non-alcoholic champagne. <sighs> well, Homer, I guess you're the winner by default. Default! Woohoo! The two sweetest words in the English language. Default! 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 <laughs> Where'd you get that anyway? Sent away. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons quotes that nobody gets any more Facebook page, no hummus.net, popculture.com.au. Pop? Did I say that right? Pop. Oh, who knows? I'm Pop that fucking tired. Popculture.com.au <laughs> and Podbean. I am sick. I'm Mitch. <laughs> I'm just not well at the moment. Yo, oh. You've been complaining. You've, you've seemed fine since I got over here. Yeah. Must be the whiskey. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. <laughs> you don't normally. I, well, what, what have we been doing? What have we been doing for the last hour? Uh, you got here like three hours ago. Listeners. <laughs> If you ever want to lose every spare second of your life, get a book deal. Write a fucking book. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's brilliant. Whilst working full-time. Yeah, with a full-time job. It's brilliant. Don't get me wrong. But it's it's sapping. Like, every every conversation we have now has weight and importance. And that's difficult to live with, to be honest. Like, I'm used to my words not counting for anything. I say them and then they disappear and everyone's forgotten about them a day later. We used to, like, communicate maybe once, twice a week. Yeah. Now we're talking three, four times four, five, an hour. Four or five times a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of you. <laughs> but no, you're right. Like hourly, hourly updates. But uh, the book, tell them about the book. Here okay. to review Deep Space Homer, of We course. are here to review Deep Space Homer and uh, patrons would have had a very, hopefully very funny little sneak preview of our Deep Space Homer review p- talking purely about inanimate carbon rods. Um, what are we doing? The, the book. book. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, we've been commissioned. We're writing a book. Four Finger Discount is presenting a guide to The Simpsons. We're going through the history of the show, not so much from an academic standpoint, talking about, you know, like, it's not about behind the scenes and stuff like that. Although, very similar to the podcast, we'll throw in bits of trivia and facts and stuff that's going through. Every review. We are just trying to... Pardon? Wait, I might have. I'm, I'm, I'm half asleep. I, I thought I might have heard you wrong. <laughs> I thought you just said, but in every podcast, we're going to have facts. No, I said, like in ah, every okay. podcast. I knew, you, we have I knew facts. you were right. Sorry. <laughs> Continue. Um, anyway, the point is, we're just trying to stoke the fires of Simpsons' love. If you grew up on the show, you are going to like reading this book. If you've, you know, I I sent a couple of sample pieces to someone that I work with who didn't so much grow up on it. He's father of two, and even he was like, "This is really good." I will look forward to reading this. If you want a couple of sneak peeks too, subscribe to us on Patreon. Two dollar plus, or is it one dollar plus? Get all of the. Sneak peeks for the book. Now, uh, yeah, one dollar plus. Anyone, any bun yep. that is uh, helping us out on Patreon is getting first access to this yep. book. Posted a couple of snippets last week. I'm actually going thing. to read a comment out from Patreon if you don't mind. Okay, do it. Uh, this was I posted up our review of or my review of Lisa the Vegetarian. Yeah, so Dando's review of Lisa the Vegetarian is up. We'll, we'll put more up. I mean, we've yep. only got five weeks to turn this in, so we'll get a few up as we go along. Um, Jessica has commented on here saying, "For me." 
What I loved the most about The Simpsons was the ability to share it with all members of my family, no matter the age. My mum was a single parent for a while, and she worked evenings from 11 until 3 a.m. at the hospital. Before she went to work, and after my sister and I would finish our homework, we all got to enjoy 30 minutes of laughter together. My mum could relate to it in a different way than my sister and I, but we all enjoyed it the same. Fast forward to adult years, and we'll still sit down and watch the episodes when they come on, this time reminiscing about what was going on at the time in our lives. It's just amazing... Uh, to be able to do that. And I'm so excited for this book. You guys have no idea how much it means to me. Jess, thanks so much for mm. taking the time to write that through. But you know, I, that's what we're going for. We're trying to just rekindle what it was to be it, a kid in the 90s or an adult, whatever it was, a but Simpsons basically fan. to be a Simpsons fan at the time that this thing was taking over the, our lives. It's going to be available in November. You can pre-order it now. The link's yep. in the description of this podcast. Exclusive interviews. There's going to be people that we've spoken to on the podcast, but there are some brand new yeah. brand new exclusive interviews for people. Um, they give you some pretty good insight into the show as well, don't we they? We won't drop names until they're done. Won't drop names at all. <laughs> until they're fully, the fully edited. <laughs> once, once they're in the book, we'll promote the shit out of them, but there are some <laughs> yeah, really yeah. big names. Yes. Before we get into our review, need to mention everything I learned from Movies Podcast. They're big sponsors of ours, big supporters. So if you like movies, like beers, check out everything I loved from Movies Podcast. They're available on Podbean. Also, iTunes. It w- would really appreciate if you guys could jump on there, just a couple of minutes, and write us a review. A nice um, one. Yes, five stars. Tell us how much you love the show. Just so other listeners who are thinking, don't want to listen to that Simpsons podcast or that one, they'll look at ours because of your beautiful review that you write yep. for us. Now, Deep Space Homer, what did you think of the episode, Mitch? Have we still got time? (laughs) (laughs) I love Deep Space Homer. This is one of my favorite. It's It's peak Homer, isn't it? It is. It's peak Dan in particular. Yep. Like, Dan lifts the writing to another level in this episode. I love space as a kid, so I love space movies. We love space now. What are we talking about? True. But, I mean, I really fucking loved space when I was a kid. Like, I had books. Did you have a telescope? No, I never had a telescope. Neither did I. I don't think I had the money for a good one, and I never wanted a cheap one. I knew it I would have the money only, for one now. I knew it would have only been an <laughs> imitation. But I loved movies like Apollo thirteen, and not so much the right stuff as a kid. I loved the uh, Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, it's not. It's nice. Not, it's, it's sci-fi. It's yep. still in space. Yep. Um, the Magic School Bus when they went into space. I was mm. a big fan of that. Et, yeah. Movie. Et, yeah. of course. Close Encounters. Yeah. Um, Star Wars. I mean, you love Star Wars. Yeah. But. For me, like not that that goes into sci-fi. I loved like legitimate space. Yep. I loved reading about Neptune. Like I was that kid okay. growing up. So anytime. What was people, your favorite planet as a kid? Um, I was like Pluto. I was he's big, the underdog. I was a big fan of Neptune. Now he's not a fucking planet. Is I was he? a big fan of Neptune because like it got okay. to Saturn and everyone would be no like anymore. Saturn's got rings. I'm like fucking Neptune's got rings too, guys. Like there's more than just Saturn. Size but matters, oh man. The world were bigger. The world doesn't stop at the asteroid belt, guys. There's more going on out there. Did you know that the Earth's like sorry, the um that the giant red spot on Jupiter, yeah, which is a storm. Like that is a storm cell oh, okay. that has been brewing for millennia. Okay. Bigger than Earth. That's how <laughs> fucking big Jupiter is. That really? that storm is bigger than our planet. Jesus. So, still so this the- is the shit that I love about space. <laughs> <laughs> so, the fact that Homer goes into space, instantly I'm yep. like, this is the episode for me. Like, I, I, you know, I'm all about it. And they managed to, because the storyline is very unrealistic in a sense of Homer goes into space. Yeah. But they, they push the boundary in a way where you, it's still believable. Yeah, you go with it. Yeah. You didn't think, because oh, apparently graining was a bit like, oh, I don't know whether she's sending him to space. It's a bit unrealistic. But they pulled it off really well. Yeah. Now, favourite moment. It's like the Space episode. Cowboys. Yeah. When, uh, with Tommy Lee Jones and Clint Eastwood and all those guys. 
when, when they set up a bunch of 80-year-olds into space. Like Armageddon. Uh, who's in Armageddon? Oh, well, sorry, yeah, of course. The entire team of fucking drill instructors. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, because it? we can't teach these super smart scientists how to fucking use a drill. Well, it wasn't <laughs> that they couldn't fix something and the guy's like, this is how we do it in Russia. And he like hits it and then it works I think again. so. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> also, we need to mention too, the guests were fantastic in this episode. Buzz Aldrin and James Taylor. Yeah. Second comes right after first. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Because <laughs> Buzz Aldrin, in reality, is a champion man. Yeah. Um, gets real defensive about the space program. But I love that he was happy to play himself sort of being real jealous over not being the first person to touch down. Yep. It's like, the, yeah, yeah, second's just as good as number one, yes, guys. I'm telling you. You know a record that he does hold? Buzz Aldrin was the first man to take a whiz on the moon. A whiz? Yeah. So they touched down. He needed to go. I mean, spacesuits have got provisions for that. How would that work? I don't know. I think they've got like a pouch. Oh, so he whizzed. He didn't like just pull it out. No. No, he <laughs> on he the moon. He desecrated the moon. <laughs> Find a bush. <laughs> Neil, could you look away, please? No, like they've got, but he was the first person to go on the moon in his spacesuit. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a good record to have. <laughs> it is. It Almost is. a better one. So, favorite moment? It's a shame he didn't get the opportunity to write his name. What was your favorite moment? My favorite moment of the episode is actually. Um, it's the training montage, but if I was going to pick it specifically, I really like the way Barney does the Pirates of Penzance as he backflips. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know what the lyrics are, but I just well, like... That's not really part of the training program, like the montage part. Prior to, yeah. yeah. But it's, I know what you mean, yeah. yeah. But I just like that Barney becomes like a superhero once he stops drinking. Yeah. Imagine what he could be. His hair's slick. Yeah. <laughs> I had Homer going into space and Homer coming back. So when he goes in, his face turns to Nixon. Nixon, yeah. Airplane 2 reference. Yeah. Um, also, apparently, Groening was he, one of his least favorite moments in The Simpsons. He hates oh. he's, the way the face changes, the Popeye part they as well. They did twice, though, the Popeye yeah, part. Yeah, he hates them. Hates them. And the other favorite part was when he comes back, the Golden Grams, Crispy Crunchy Graham <laughs> yeah. cereal. Twiddling his fingers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, they were my favorites. Um, I have thought of some new titles. Oh, for the episode? Yes. Okay. Have you... No? I was. I thought we were going to do it at the end, but okay, you hit me with yours and I'll quickly try to think of one. Well, mine will be bad, but... Okay, I'll just say you've got a couple. Pretty much what I... Yeah, I just try to see things... Look at movies that were space-related and yep. tweak them with yep. Homer in it. Okay. So we have Event Homer Horizon. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Fly Me to the Buffoon. That's not bad. I like that. <laughs> and just Homer's Guide to the Galaxy, but Fly Me to the Buffoon was my favourite one. Yeah, okay. I like Fly Me to the Buffoon. Um, All right. On the spot, what am I going to come up with? Something, something spacey. Uh, what do we got? Galaxy. Last month, space movies. At Dolo thirteen. What's the Dolo? Like uh, Apollo, but R yeah. uh, D apostrophe O H. So like R uh, Do inserted in oh, the middle. Oh, Do. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah that works. Yeah, that'll yeah, work. I like it. Now some trivia about the episode. I will kick off the proceedings. Please do. I've what? got three questions. I'm okay. just throwing it out I've there. I've got many. Okay. <laughs> what number union rule did Homer reference? Oh, that was one of mine. Okay. I've only got three questions and you stole it. Rule 26. 26. <laughs> so, you tell me your second. Oh, I'll read another one then uh, because you've only okay. got three. Yep. What were the occupations of the three astronauts mentioned? Oh, son of a bitch. Is that the other one? <laughs> <laughs> we have a mathematician, a different kind of mathematician, and a statistician. Yes. <laughs> what did NASA lose to in the ratings? Thank God. Um, I don't know. A Connie Chung Christmas. Yeah, right. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> is, Connie Ch- is Connie Chung a comedian? I've got another question. Okay. Who is Connie married to? She's a famous news reporter. Connie's a famous news reporter? Yes, she's- and, and, she's, and she's married to a guy who has his own Dr. Phil-esque show. 
His own Dr. Phil-esque show. I'll, I'll say something that he always says. You are not the father. Oh, Maury. Maury, yeah. yeah okay, well, that, that gives it away. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's not a Dr. Phil-esque show. Helps Maury's kids. not giving life advice, is he? Yes, he helps fucking troubled kids. Oh, he shit. just does DNA tests. No, 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 no. Gets no. face. He gets the fucking drill sergeant in the boot camp for kids who are naughty and shit. A drill sergeant. Yes, he take they take him. They take him to the prison and the prison chicks like the chicks in prison. Prison. Go, yeah, you're gonna fucking for being naughty. <laughs> you think you're gonna be like me? You think it's cool being in here? Fucking me, me, me. And the kids start crying and then they become good kids. That's not helping them. <laughs> That's what <laughs> happens. Maury's traumatizing them and then he's saying that the the guy that they thought was their dad is not their dad. It is quality television. He's not helping. <laughs> You are the father. I told you. I told you. It's the best. Anyway, ask me your third question. B- b- bad luck, champ. Your mum's a slut and you're off to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking have a good life. <laughs> that's, that's really knocked me for a loop. I've never watched. Anyway. Um, what famous TV anchor was hosting the launch? Mm. As voiced by Harry Shearer. I remember reading the name. Who was it? Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. Who is famous for... Uh, news anchor. Just a news anchor. Yeah. Not, not done anything... I'm sure he's done things. No, 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 like Bill um, O'Reilly moments or anything. Not that I'm aware of. Um, let me see if I can come up with anything. Okay, I'll ask you another question. While All you're right looking. then. What was Cape Canaveral formerly known as? Uh, Two names: Cape Kennedy and Cape Arbuckle. Correct. What were Marge's emotions that she went through when she found out about Homer going into I, space? I, I tuned out. I thought Marge is going to talk for a while here without <laughs> saying a real joke. That'll give me a good time to type. <laughs> On that note, I've got something we need to discuss. Right oh, after okay. we finish the trivia. Nervous, anxious, weary, apprehensive, sleepy, worried, and concerned were mm-hmm. her emotions. Why did they take the ants into space? To learn if ants could be trained to organize tiny screws. Yeah, sort tiny screws in space. Which was a throwback to the fact that they were the initial launch was about tiny, sh- tiny screws, the effects of weightlessness on tiny screws, ah. which could have dozens of implications back on Earth from watchmaking to watch repair. I didn't even pick up on that. Where did the rocket crash or what they came back in at the end? What oh. what, what was the building? What was the convention going on? Don't know. News reporter conventions. That's what ah. news reporters at the front. Hilarious. And finally, what is Buzz Aldrin's real name? Oh. Because he says, if that's your real name. I it's actually not. don't know. Edwin. Oh, no, of course. Ed- yeah. Idiot. <laughs> well, I didn't know that until I looked it up. <laughs> so those are my trivia questions. What now, was the name of the man on the moon that didn't land? In the Apollo 11 mission. I don't know. Who had to do laps of the moon? I would know. Michael Collins. Hmm. There, there we go. you go. Learn something new every day. Trivia question for you out there, guys. We had a few people this week. It's, it's not Marge related, but the, what you said, the fact that you tune out when Marge speaks is what mm. reminded me. <laughs> I don't tune out when she speaks. That's what, that's I what just, in that moment, I knew what the joke yeah. was. So I didn't need to listen to it. So I just went, oh, that's fine. This is going to happen. She'll list a lot of things. A few people have said to us, a few, I mean like two or three this mm. week, because we reviewed Lisa vs. Melby Stacey last yeah. week, saying that... They love the show, but they wish we wouldn't hate on Lisa so much. I don't remember I don't, ever hating on Lisa. And I don't think we hate on Lisa. They're saying that there was one example where he said, where I mentioned, you're an eight-year-old, just shut the fuck up. That wasn't hating on Lisa. That was hating on the, the writing in the sense that it just seems a bit much for an eight-year-old to be doing it, not the character of Lisa. Yeah, like the character of Lisa is 16 plus. She's probably even older than that. Like, the character of Lisa is, realistically, goes on causes that 24, 25-year-old people care about. That was the point that you were, that was how I took where you were coming from. That if you were an adult in that room being lectured by an 8-year-old, you're not looking at Lisa Simpson. Like, say you're, you've just wandered into a supermarket and an 8-year-old starts telling you to put down the pork chops. You're like, what the fuck's this kid? Where are her parents? Go away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
And by the way, if you get our book, yes. you'll realise that I actually think that I relate most to Lisa Simpson than any other character yeah, on the show. quite specifically mentioned in one of the reviews. And I think there's actually more Lisa-centric episodes than any other character that we've actually chosen to break down because she is one of the most interesting ones to talk about. 100%, yeah. yeah. Now, a few facts about the episode. Not too many. Uh, Buzz Aldrin's line about the, that you mentioned before, the second comes right after the first. They wrote that and then thought, maybe that's a little bit condescending of Buzz. They, they didn't know whether that was disrespectful to him. Yeah. So they're going to change the line to first man to take a soil sample. But then Buzz okay. went, no, 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 that's fine. Yeah. I'm happy to say the first line. Yeah. Like, cool. So they went back to the original line. Uh, the, this is the only episode written or given a writing credit to David Merkin, who was the executive producer of the show at the time. Okay. And the show was directed by somebody else, but the specific scene where Homer's floating through space with the chips was done by David Silverman. That's the only right. part he directed. Ah, uh, here we go. So, Brokaw... Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brokaw didn't do it. He hasn't had any major rants, but he did... Uh, he NBC made him the White House correspondent at, during the time of the Watergate scandal. Okay. So, obviously, you know, massive, Big deal. massive yeah. news time. He was front and square. And finally, uh, there is a DVD copy of, of this available at the International Space Station. Really? Yes. When the episode aired, they loved it so much at NASA. They sent one One of the astronauts said, send it up to the International Space Station so they can watch it. And apparently the DVD is still up there. Yeah. That's awesome. It is pretty cool. That's why DVDs have 18 different languages that you can select from. (laughs) So the original air date was February 24th, 1994. Uh, There was no chalk gag due to time. The couch gag was there's a fat guy sitting on the couch and the family squeezing next to him, which was used in- That could have been me. Yeah. (laughs) Which episode was that used in already? Uh, One from this season. I don't know. Bart's Bart centric episode. Bart's in a child. Thank you. <laughs> I don't. I don't look at the church. I don't look at those gags because I know you will. Yeah. So, again, like I, um, you know, I put the episode on. I make a coffee and then I make sure I'm ready to type by the time the action the action starts. The TV's disappeared. Yeah. yeah. I love it when I hear that because I know I've got more time to get my milk levels oh. right. <laughs> <laughs> so we kick off at the nuclear power plant. And Smithers announces over the speakers that it's time for the workers to go to the main Oh, yard. hang on. I've got... Sorry. Oh, hang on. What? I've got a thing. A, a, a fact. Um, Harry okay. Shearer, who voices the uh, the role of the recruitment guy um, that clubs Homer and Barney. The crew cut dude? Not the, not the general. Like, not the general oh, looking the, one. The club. Yeah, the one yep. with the club. Yep. Sent away. Um, that is a callback to the fact that Harry Shearer in the movie The Right Stuff is a recruitment <sighs> agent for NASA. Cool. Very so There you go. Fact. As we said, uh, Smithers is announcing over the speakers that it's time for the workers to go to the main yard for the Worker of the Week award and Great. they're walking through the x-ray. Great score here too, just yep. at the very beginning. Real like droning music, of yep. that, just the drudgery of work. And Yeah, uh, sorry, as you said, they're walking through the security guards. <laughs> Pardon me. And in classic Springfield style, fine, fine, gun, Uzi. Yeah, <laughs> two kids posing as two an Two kids posing in an adult. If you actually freeze frame it, it's two kids. One's obviously in the... Uh, yeah. The suit, and then he's a kid with a fake mustache. Nice. But Total Recall reference. They're walking through the x-ray uh, machine. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then we get Homer as like the missing link. Yeah. Ape-man skeleton. And I I laughed so hard at the, the double up of the joke of a, hey, Homer. Hey, guys. Yeah. But then like the fact that he comes out, he's like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually like a monkey. <laughs> that was the first bit of brilliant acting from Dan. Yes. His... <laughs> so good. Lenny and Carl... Uh, not bothered about the work of the week. Well, it's not a big deal. Everyone's already got one. Yeah. They Except used to do this in school. Student, student of the student week. Student of the week. Yeah. And yeah, eventually you're like, they're handing this out to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're the first one of the year, it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. You knew you were special. Yeah. 
If you laugh, mine was real. Everyone else's was just to make them feel better. Yes, everyone else's. Homer walks in as Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley. Hello. How was that what that was? For the waiting for you seen Laverne and Shirley? No. Oh, classic sitcom from the seventies. Well, I'm aware of it. I've just but never the guy seen the curl. Yeah, he always says hello okay. when he walks in. Kind of like. He was doing what Kramer did in the 90s, but he was doing it in the 70s. Yeah. So, he was racially abusing black people. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. He was doing that <laughs> throughout all of the 70s. He the 2000s. Okay. <laughs> Homer says that he's going to win it this week because he's the only person who hasn't got one. He has to win it because, according to the union rule book, everyone has to get it regardless of their odour and how dumb yep. they are and whatnot. Then Burns enters. Smithers here. The Have a, a, a small hush. Ah, yeah, an <laughs> odd hush. An odd hush as he walks in. What's he going oh, about? Sorry, just quickly, we got to point out from last episode, a few people wrote in about Krusty, just on the subject of mishearing oh, things. Yeah. yeah, so we were talking about him um, coming in to record for uh, Slideshow Mel. Slideshow Mel, and we weren't sure. It was because the first time he actually says Slideshow Mel. Yes, so he corrects himself. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for pointing that out to the people that did. That's the worst sentence structure that you'll hear <laughs> in in all of the history of this podcast. Burns is talking about crushing the freedom fighters. And Before the rainy season. Smithers says, no, no, we're here to announce the work of the week. And the animation here of Homer twiddling his fingers, he's so excited. He's yeah. like, oh, this is me. This is my moment. I'm yeah. going to, I'm so ready. But no, his hopes just get shattered. Yeah. Or your favorite person from the whole episode. The inanimate carbon rod. <laughs> this inanimate, it's such a brilliant shot of Burns holding it up. It's triumphant, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's amazing as, that, as the ribbon goes over it. It just it just struck me then that Homer's already won Employee of the Month numerous times, hasn't he? At least at least once or twice. I know because Smithers wins it every other time, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. So there's one time where it happens when he gets she, hair. Simpson and Delilah. Simpson and Delilah. That's right. But there's another time where the I think it's because when they find out that he's sterile, so they give him the um oh the the Sibyl that's, that's, that's different. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sibyl. It's the like first it's annual. It's one one once a year. First annual. Montgomery Ward's Montgomery, award for Montgomery Burns award standing for achievement in the field. Achievement in the field of That's excellence. when his brother comes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. But like, so like, surely that is bigger than employee of the week. Oh, in the word of Homer, it's not. Yeah. Well, maybe he's just jealous because everyone else has got one and he hasn't. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> inanimate, huh? I'll show him inanimate. Yay! Homer is then still upset over dinner. He can't believe it. And they're saying, we still respect you. And Bart draws insert brain on his head, which was... Kind of like a C plant for a gag to end the episode with. Yeah. Which was a really nice ending, by the way. Yeah. And the family just being, not patronizing Homer, they're just saying, no, we respect you, blah, blah, blah. Then Homer wants to know what's on the back of his head, starts spinning around. The family start laughing, but then they realize. It's a great example of a joke being dragged too far in a good way. Like, yeah, yeah, it just yeah, goes on and like, on. Oh, and it then it goes. Awkward. Yeah, it goes beyond being funny. And yeah. they're like, oh, I've said mm, him. I need to stop laughing now. We've heard him. Yes. Which is a Three Stooges reference as well. Okay. Similar to the uh, last exit at Springfield, the whoop, 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 yeah, whoop, yeah. whoop, whoop, spinning around. Homer then goes to watch TV because TV laughs with him, <laughs> not at him. Not at me. Does it not? <laughs> you stupid. <Yeah. laughs> Changes to a space launch. Is that what they call space launches? Yeah. yeah. Well, well shuttle, rocket launch, shuttle, shuttle launch. Shuttle launch, yeah. And just as boring as hum- humanly possible. Mm. I've never actually sat down and watched one. Have they ever been broadcasted in Australia? Not that I'm aware of. Maybe when Andy Thomas went up, he was an Australian-born astronaut. Okay. But I wasn't, I was, yeah, not that I saw. I've only ever seen them portrayed as boring on television. Yeah. I mean, like, that'd be awesome to see, like, to hear the rockets and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Pretty phenomenal. But realistically, what are you watching on TV? As a kid, would you Until, have loved to watch one? Yeah, yeah. As an adult, I'd love to watch one. But, like, you know, until the actual rocket ignites, there's not a huge amount going on. 
Homer goes to change the channel and the batteries fall out. Mm. It's devastating news. He he's too lazy to get up and change the channel himself. <laughs> <It's> like <it>. yeah. <laughs> Bart walks in, saves the day. Yeah. Pulls the plug out of the TV. NASA are then concerned that their ratings are dropping. Now I don't understand. They portray NASA rather negatively here. Was there a thing where uh, I don't? Well, the overall episode was apparently about how NASA were pulling at straws, trying to find ways to get ratings at the time. They're trying to find interest in the space program. Yeah, again. yeah. Now there is a legitimate reason for them to need to do that. The NASA's funding now, compared to what it was in the sixties and seventies, has been destroyed. But basically, really? yeah, yeah, yeah they, they get paid a pittance. Sorry, they they get funded with fuck all compared to what they used to do. Okay. Um, so, for, it's very important for NASA to keep space in the public interest because if it's in the public interest, it encourages the government to give them more money, which means they can do more science. And if they don't get money, they can't do the science and we go backwards. Mm-hmm. They need to come up with a plan on how to get more people to tune in. Hmm. I didn't like the gag here. It's very similar how you didn't like when Homer says, this isn't very convenient, mm. where the guy says, maybe we should tell them about the big secret. They about the chimps? They could have cut straight to the monkey just turning around. They didn't have to say how we sent the monkeys into space and they came back really intelligent. Yeah, true. The only difference... I would have got the gag had they not said that. Yeah. The only difference about those two things is that where Homer says that's not very convenient, you've already seen the visual version of the joke, yep. whereas at least in this, the line sets up the visual. I think the joke would be funny if they hadn't have said... Well, maybe that- if the chimp cuts him off midway through, you could you could have your cake... Like, you could play it down the middle. Yeah. That all the monkeys were sent into space and went, no! <laughs> I just feel they kind of told the joke before they showed yeah. it, you know? Anyway. They then turned to the TV for Still pretty funny image to see Oh, yeah, a 100%. And Seeing a chimp in skates. a suit. On roller skates. On roller skates. They turned to the TV for inspiration on who to hire. They want the average Joe. Yeah. And they get Home Improvement, which was a show I loved as a kid, but you've said yeah. you didn't like it, did you? I... No, I've never said that. Oh, okay. Must be somebody that else. Oh, I've got a guy who I, I love as a kid. I don't know that I'd sit down and watch it now. One of my good friends, Robin, looks exactly like Al. Yeah, okay. Like, exactly bang on. Like, I just, every day I just want him to say, I don't think so, Tim. Yeah. Right. <laughs> do you try to set up scenarios where that could happen? And like, I said, do you have a friend well, named... Name tag Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I become friends with a guy called Tim. Hey, Make Al. him do shit. Hey, Al. <laughs> Would you like to eat this box of fire ants? <laughs> Hey, hey! I don't think so. What do you think? It it works. (laughs) (laughs) And they see married with children. Blatant as possible, flushing the toilet. Let's have sex. No pig. (laughs) Then just flush the toilet. Like, that's a nice little... It's a good way to... The Simpsons didn't do this kind of stuff very often where they would take... Make fun of other shows that were on at the time. Actual shows, yeah. 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 They did. They used to do cut. They did casting a couple of times. It's pretty bang on parody of it. To be fair. It looks exactly the same. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, you know, my favorite part of the Home Alone, uh, sorry, the Home Alone, the Home Improvement one, is back to jail for me. Not off yeah. to jail, but he's been there once yes. already. <laughs> had Tim Allen been to jail? I'm pretty sure Tim Allen had got in trouble at some point. I don't know that he's ever been imprisoned. He might have had not. Like, yeah, maybe DUI or something. something. No, I, I, I just take the joke as like his character on that show is such a Should reckless maniac that yeah. of course he would have been arrested yeah, yeah. at some point. They say, well, they're all blue-coloured slobs. Um, the guy here... What are we going to call the assistant guy? Just the assistant? One of the club? Yeah, I don't know what his name actually is. Just so is. we know. We'll just say assistant, right? He says, I think we should have a lengthy, inefficient search at the taxpayer's expense, of yeah. course. <laughs> <laughs> then Homer calls him up randomly out of the blue. Yep. How did you get a number? Shut up! <laughs> but he mentions how he's a blue-coloured slob. Yeah. The bit about Tang, hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I, I love the way he says Where do it. I get some tang? How come I can't get no tang around here? Yeah. <laughs> so good. 
<laughs> now, do you know what that's about? Tang was marketed as being the drink that astronauts drank. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. But I love how they use it as a different reference for Clinton. To Clinton? Yeah. Hello, Clinton. I figure if anyone knew where to get some Tang, it'd be you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Amazing. I love that he's just there at most calling people. Yes. And then, hang on, flush the toilet. And he looks really tired when he's talking to Clinton. Like he's been at that phone a while. <laughs> Well, it took the time for them to get from NASA to Springfield, yeah. and he's still on the phone. But uh, he flushes the toilet in the background. Like yep. he's called them up mid piss. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they hear the toilet flushing. They know he's just like the guy on TV, Al from Married yep. with Children. He's the guy they he's want our to get. Man. Yes, so they go to Moe's to get home. I don't know how they traced the call, but the NASA. So they would have found a way, I guess. Well, they're not the fucking FBI. They're NASA. So how did they trace the call? I don't know. All of these, all of these instruments just monitor TV ratings. <laughs> <laughs> Homer, as we said, is then calling Clinton. <laughs> Shut does, up! Does he give his name? No, look him up. Homer. No. Oh, okay. I don't think so. I don't recall anyway. Homer then is frightened by the fact that they've tracked him down. So he hairballs off to Barney, puts yeah. the blame on Barney. And they say, you're now the man who's going to go into space. Your family and friends will respect you. Homer, here's the word respect. He thinks, yeah. wait a minute. That's what I want. Admits that he was the guy at quarter. I have a file. <laughs> I have a file. I do it all the time. All right. Then. Well, you can both come. Woohoo! Whack! <laughs> one, one swing. Knocks them both out. You didn't need to do that. They wanted to go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to come. <laughs> we get back from commercial and we get a nice little Beverly Hillbillies reference. Yeah, it's nice with Marge sitting up where Granny yep. sits. Did you ever see that movie Beverly Hillbillies as a kid? No. I loved, never I loved the show and the movie is eh. Yeah, okay. It's okay. Did you ever watch the Brady Bunch movie? On first, the subject the of first, like 60s first ones. one, yeah, yeah. Was this, is it the first one or the second one where he gets high? I can't. I just like, re- I can't remember. I remember that the father who's played by Gary Cole in one of them. I'm pretty sure the first one they just do different storylines that were from the show, yeah, in okay. movie form. So they just rehashed it into one with big the Marsha, movie. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. She gets hit with a football. I reckon it must the be the David second Jones one. coming to school. And must stuff. be the second one that he's got some magic mushrooms and. Carol accidentally chops them up and includes them in the bolognese or something okay. like that. So they all ingest magic mushrooms over the dinner table. A very Brady sequel. <laughs> really funny. Okay. I've, I don't think I've ever watched a very Brady sequel. I do remember there being a cameo from the chick who played Alice. Actually, I think they all make cameos, are they not? Mm. Oh, did I, 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 I... Alice. I said Carol. I meant Alice. Oh, the, the chef. I never watched a huge amount of the Brady Bunch, <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm guessing at most of the names. So as we said, Beverly Hillbillies, and they're at the press conference... This is hilarious. This is so goddamn yeah. good. Is this a joke? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, really. Yeah. The next one. No, really. Is this a joke? <laughs> I've got a question for the barbecue chef. Yeah. Ask the question. Homer says, I'll fill this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only danger is if they send us to that terrible planet of the apes. Wait a minute. Statue of Liberty. That was our planet. You maniacs. You blew it up! Damn you! Damn you all to hell! (laughs) Thank you, I'm afraid that's all we have time for. That's such another great part of Dan being fantastic. He's he's so he really commits to that. You blew it up! Damn Damn you! you! Damn. Oh god, I can't do it. Damn you all to hell! <laughs> and my favourite part isn't Homer's rant; it's the off-screen burp and pass out of Barney. Pass out of Barney. <laughs> the press conference ends with one of them in tears and the other one unconscious. Then 
they are telling the guys that only one of you can be chosen, of course. Yep. And they tell Barney that he has to quit drinking yep. for, the, for the next three weeks. Three whole weeks with only wine? <laughs> I'll go crazy. It doesn't say drinking. You have to quit beer. Oh, it's a beer, is it? Yeah, okay. you have to give up beer. Yeah. Only wine? <laughs> Homer then has a little... He has a drinking problem. Could, could embarrass the program. <laughs> Meet me in, in the, the tree, tree if you want to find out more. <laughs> The tree. This episode's hilarious. Uh, again, like the, again with Dan, it's yet another gear for Homer that he yeah. shows. Like, he's, 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 he's serious here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like espionage for him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually kind of clever from Homer. I love that he's trying to backstab To throw Barney. sub... Yeah, but like he's throwing some subterfuge in there. It's like, mm. oh, no, you don't want him. Yeah, yeah. Family then eating dinner around the kitchen table. And Bart here, it's a yeah. very nice moment. Wow, my father and astronaut, I feel so full of... What's the opposite of shame? Pride? No, not that far from shame. Less shame? Yeah. Marge then goes through the emotions that we mentioned before, cuts to Homer arriving for training, and he thinks he's beat Barney there. I like that he's eating a donut as he arrives. Yeah, I was a fan of that too. Yeah. He thinks he's beaten Barney. What's the Crash into the White House and kill the President Gumble. Yeah. <laughs> and Barney's actually arrived a lot earlier than yeah. Homer. And we get the... I'm a very male uh, model of a general. It's on Wikipedia. I no could, one I is, could find it. No one is going to be hiring me for Gilbert and Sullivan anytime soon. <laughs> and Homer does the man from Nantucket straight into a yeah. wall. Yeah. I love there once from there once was a man from Nantucket. It's such a great way to get a dirty joke in without having to finish the exactly. punchline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're thinking about it. Yeah. The montage then of the speed test. What are these Unless you're a kid. Called? As a kid, I kept hearing about this man from Nantucket. I was like, what is this story? <laughs> And then what, like, you know, 15 maybe, you, the first time you actually hear the limerick, you're like, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Filthy. <laughs> the, spe- the machine where they test their ability to handle speed, what's yeah. that called? Uh, uh, I could uh, not write I don't remember there. exactly what it's called, but it, it is to test your ability to handle G-forces. Yes, that would end me. I think it, it's probably named after Newton. Who knows? Homer turns into Popeye. Can't stanch no more. Then, That's a good gag. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's a good blend. Like half of his face stays the same. It is very. Just, it's just like his double chin that comes up. I can see why Graining was bothered by it. Ah, screw him. <laughs> Fuck him. Who's he anyway? <laughs> <laughs> funny is funny. The the clip then of them where they're supposed to blow the water. Homer drinks it. Yeah. <laughs> this is that um, was another gag I didn't understand as a kid. I thought Homer had succeeded there. I thought Barney could oh, right. suck it all of it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. You're, you're a dull boy, Dando. <laughs> um, this this montage is very much taken from the right stuff, the film. Yeah, yep, well. 100%. Yeah. The next part's taken from Star Trek. The arena battle. Yes, du- the arena du- battle. Du- 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 what are they? Like they Four, come, we've got 400 something on the, yeah, new, on like the new guy. Yeah, it's like some fake currency. Yep, yep, yep. Sci-fi currency. We then get introduced to Race Banyan, who was a take on Race Bannon from Johnny Quest. Okay. And Buzz Aldrin, who did what? Oh, took, oh, oh. took a piss on the moon. Yeah, but no, but what, what's his phrase? <laughs> Second comes right after first. The pause afterwards is great. Yeah. As if to say, oh, now who's It's thinks? like he's waiting for applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, we hear you kicking ass, Barney. And Homer's jealous by this. They don't like the fact that everyone's talking about Barney and not him. Yeah. Don't think this contest is over yet, Buzz, if that is your real name. I believe there is still a little something called the swimsuit competition. There's no swimsuit competition, Homer. You mean I shaved my bikini zone for nothing? This, is just a this, could have been a, this could have been taken out, I think. It didn't need to be It didn't there. need to be there, no. It's a little bit funny, but it's not hilarious. Is it? A little bit. Yeah. I give it 15% funny. For, compared to the, the rest of the gags in this episode, it feels like it's trying a bit too hard. Yeah. Yeah, like they're trying to 
trying to get comedy, trying to get a joke in where it's not really there. Yep. It's, it's like that thing of looking at a blank space and going, oh, hang on. There's six seconds on without funny. a joke there. Let's mm. try to get something in. They announced Barney as the winner. Obviously, he's far superior mm. to Homer. Once they bring out the non-alcoholic champagne, <laughs> yes. it was a great <laughs> gag at the end. <laughs> at this point in time, you think it's alcoholic. Yeah. And Barney takes a swig. His Epic hair immediately ends. ruffled. Yeah, well, I love... It's like... um, It had me thinking of Jekyll and Hyde. Like yep. he's had... It's, as soon as the serum hits his lips, then uh, Hyde comes out. And I nearly got him mixed up. I was like, which one's the good one? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like he just turns and is... Evil. Yep. How great is the where he steals the jetpack? Yeah. Da 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> but the, he's handling the jetpack fine. Like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's just soaring through yeah, the sky. Well. So, uh oh. Lands on top of a pillow factory. Yeah. Rolls off, lands, and gets run over by a marshmallow truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was non alcoholic champagne. So then Homo, the two sweetest words in the world default. Default. <laughs> Whack! Where'd you get that? Doesn't, doesn't doesn't tell them off this time. Yeah. Cut back from commercial and Bart, Lisa, and Homer are watching an itchy and scratchy cartoon mm-hmm. that is very two thousand. Is it two thousand? No, alien based. Alien based. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, get away from her, you bitch. Um, I love how much itchy and scratchy managed to stay topical with whatever happens to be going on in the family yes. life. Still, like South Park. Yeah. South Park of the Simpsons. Yeah. Although Homer's big news, so that would make sense. Like in this instance, sometimes Itchy and Scratchy follows what's happening in the kids' lives when no one would know. But in this instance, it probably makes True. sense. Um, the best part is the disclaimer at the end. Yeah, disclaimer at the end. <laughs> the preceding program. should not have been watched by children. <laughs> Homer is sweating while the kids laugh. He's very, yep. very nervous now. As you would be. 100%. About to go into space. You can die there pretty easy. Yes. Homer and the crew are then lots, walking towards the rocket. Lots of different ways. And it all just overcomes him. And this is... Oh, actually, there was a nice little moment, sorry, just before that, mm. that like they're set up in some hotel somewhere, obviously, near Cape Canaveral, mm. um, but they're on the same couch. There's a photo behind the wall, but the photo, rather than be like a little boat, is of a space shuttle. Ah, that is a nice, nice a, touch. On a launch yeah. pad, yeah. But yeah, the slow-mo walk, that's been, it's the hero shot from every space movie ever. It just, as it's it the dawn- dog's walk as, as well. As it dawns on him, just... <laughs> but then it gets to fast motion with <laughs> it's a pop, like it pops. <laughs> he calls Marge, saying, "I just, I just can't do it. Like, I, I know this is the only way you respect me for me doing this, and that's where she says, no, 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 I respect you regardless.' This is one of my favorite Homer and Marge conversations ever. Really? Yes. For what reasons? Because we've commented about how great it is whenever they're in bed together in the early seasons that they'd be having like these really real husband and wife chats but they're in bed they're side by side they should feel like husband and wife in this it's obviously blocked in that Homer is at a gas station somewhere isolated and alone and Marge is sitting by a table in a kitchen also isolated and alone but they still come together and they're there for each other through the phone like it's just that extra connection it's a very that, real conversation isn't yeah, it yeah it is it's, this is a conversation that would happen in a movie if this was a movie. They couldn't really have funny dialogue in this. They had to. That's why they had to throw in Homer pushing the touchstone. Yeah. yeah. When I met you, I didn't even you didn't even know how to use a touchstone. But I've yeah, just, it's very serious. I just realised well, Homer's story here was actually my favourite moment, but I forgot about it as I was Mr. T. Yeah, the Mr. T part. The I'll go a little later. Yeah. But my favourite part of it is when he goes, and I asked the guy, "Will he be back?" He said he didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It reminds me of when I was going to buy a thing at work. And there was two left. I was like, I'll just get it next week. I'll just get it next week. And then I <laughs> went to get it. Both sold. I asked my boss, are we getting more of them in? I don't know. And I'm like, that's what happened at home with Mr. T. <laughs> was it a Mr. T vinyl? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, 
What I was going to say is, uh, yeah, like just on that, that this could be a very real thing. Like this is very similar to this conversation of Tom Hanks having with his wife in Apollo 13, where his wife has doubts. Like you got, you know, it's like six weeks, are you guys going to be ready? Like it's that very much husband trying to comfort a wife, wife trying to comfort a husband type thing. And it stands out as well because the rest of the episode is just joke, 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 yep. joke, joke. And this has got touch tone and Mr. T, but it's also a slower, quieter moment yep. just before he goes into space. Yep. The rocket launch finally. Homer. <laughs> I'm thirsty. Yeah. Did you hear the request? Can we sedate the cargo? Head <laughs> <laughs> of schedule? <laughs> Permission denied. Because <laughs> that's exactly what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, sending a, we're sending someone into space. They don't know how to be an astronaut. It's going to be fantastic. But in the background, they're just fucking... They've got vials and vials of... I don't know. Whatever puts people to sleep. Um, Anesthesists out there. Right in. What what poison? What do you take? No, sorry, not poison. What, what do you chemical? take when you go to a hospital and they put you to sleep? Well, that's what... I don't know. I count backwards from 10 and then I'm done. The, the stuff they're going to jettison? The children's letters to God? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the take off and... I just love Dan's acting of turning into Nixon. Yeah. The way his voice changes from Homer to Nixon. I wonder if Dan did it or if Harry even did it because Harry oh, does a yeah, great Nixon. true. It's interesting. General anesthesia. There you go. Uh, anesthesia. Of course. Yeah. Um... Oh, just, just <laughs> so good the sound. <laughs> Lisa is oh, well, Bart says go day go. Oh uh, yeah, we Lisa's- get Lisa's like nice little bit of poetry and prose. Yeah, um, which I looked up doesn't appear to be from anything. It's just Lisa or, being an Lisa. original piece. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and she realizes I'm Lisa with- being Lisa, who we love. Yes, <laughs> and she realizes that no one understands her. So go day go, go. dad go. Yeah, the ratings have been the best in ten years, sir. The TV ratings for the launch are the highest in 10 years. Yay! And how's this spacecraft doing? I don't know. All this equipment is just used to measure TV ratings. I, I could say this later. I'm going to say it now. Dan Castellanato certainly deserved an Emmy for this. At least a nomination. This is one of the best performances from any of the regular members of the cast. Like, I mean, they're, they're there in every episode. Homer, dumb Homer. Funny Homer. Sympathy, sympathetic, sympathetic Homer. Homer. You get every Homer. And it all fits, and it all blends, and it's just a shining light. Homer's in space, and this is another nice reveal gag. The pack of chips? Pack of chips where you think he's talking about Smuggled on board? Yes. Mother of us all. Yeah. <laughs> Opens it up. Careful, they're ruffled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck the instruments. <laughs> Do you um, remember ruffles? Chips? Oh, the brand? Yeah. Yeah, I remember ruffles. Whatever happened to them? I don't know. Well, same thing that happened to CC's, I imagine. CC's are still around. Are they? I'm pretty sure. I thought Doritos... I'm pretty sure. Season- what about Sandboys? Are they still around? I haven't seen Sandboy in a long time. I just love the Sandboys where you get the flavour. The, the flavour bomb. Yeah, that have amazing. some extra flavour that you pop in there. Yeah. You ever like eat half a packet of those chips before you realise the flavour bomb was in there, and then put the flavour bomb in? Holy shit! But the chips at the end, amazing. Yeah. Macca's did it for a while. Remember the flavour bomb chips yeah, at Macca's? The shakers. Yeah. Yeah, the shakers. I think KFC did it as well. Really? I don't because remember that. the West Indian cricket team came out and promoted it with of Jimmy Adams. Like, hey, Jimmy's shaking. Really? <laughs> yeah. He was like doing a little reggae jig. I have to YouTube that holding later. Holding a bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, Homer opens up the chips and they go everywhere, as we said. And we get the section that was directed by David Silverman. Yep. 2001 reference. With, is it pronounced Danube? Blue, uh, the blue Danube. I Danube. Think? The music. Danube. I don't know. I, I, Danube. Yeah. But everyone knows what we're talking about. Yeah. The music. It fits the scene perfectly, doesn't it? It's animated to the music. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I love the also the confidence in Homer as he gets out. I'll oh. take care of this. It's like I'll feel this one. <laughs> if there's anything that he can do on that spacecraft, it's gonna be eat chips. Yes. Then he crashes into the ant farm. Mm. The ant's conversation is hilarious. <laughs> Which one's the queen? I'm the queen. No, no you're, you're not. not. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> freedom, freedom, horrible freedom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James Taylor then arrives to uh, sing a few songs for the crew. Yeah, I don't know much about James Taylor. Just a folk singer. Okay. Not just, he's a very famous folk singer, but yeah. And, uh, so just a folk singer. Yes. <laughs> but Buzz Aldrin says to him, look, mate, we're in a bit of a situation here. We don't really, we, 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 we will listen to you eventually, but right now we don't really Your want brand to, of whimsy. Yeah, we don't really want to listen to your music at the moment. We've got other shit Sorry, we to Sorry, not whimsy, it's melancholy, I think, but anyway. But uh, he says, listen... I'm not as laid back as everyone makes it out. I'm going to play you and you're going to float there and like it. Yeah. Which leads to one of the most impotent shots of the thing. And it's fantastic. As they the, do, the, literally just sit there. It's like, oh, God. Now we're fine. What, what are, like, they've taken an order from the guy. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> they can't do anything. Just floating through space, chips and ants going everywhere. The family then watching the news coverage. And Brockman says, we're going to get the first footage from inside the spaceship. His well, great acting. Like and we'd like to... Ah! This is one of Brockman's <laughs> best performances. Well, by... Yeah. Shearer, but yeah. Brockman's uh, yeah. moments. It's just instantly how quickly his mind turns. What we've seen speaks for itself. Play, just takes it upon his own. Just, just play that. <laughs> the Corvair spacecraft has apparently been taken over, conquered, if you will, by a master race of giant space ants. It's difficult to tell from this vantage point whether they will consume the captive Earthmen or merely enslave them. One thing is for certain there is no stopping them. The ants will soon be here. And I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords. I'd like to remind them that as a trusted TV personality, uh, I can be helpful in rounding up others to toil in their underground sugar caves. The assumption is amazing. It's it's so great. It's such... It's the the media hyperbole wrapped up in a two-second <laughs> clip. An ant... Oh, my God. So, yeah. As you said, his reaction when the ant appears. Just out it of is, nowhere. It is great animation to make that ant look gigantic. Oh, yeah. Through, yeah, really well done. Yeah. Marge tries to reassure the kids. Lisa, what the hell are you basing that on, Mum? Yeah. <laughs> Who wants ginger snaps? James Taylor is still singing. There is a moment here where he he's singing one of his songs. I'm assuming one of his songs, and he forgets the line. I'm not too sure what it is, but I'm sure there's a listener out there that can tell us. Maybe he forgot a line mid-show once or something. I don't know. Then the ant starts shorting out the navigation there's system. There's a great shot, sorry, just as his music's playing of the space yep. shuttle... Um, in orbit around Earth. It's like yep. one of the only exterior space shots that you see throughout the Yeah, you don't see too many, do you? No. With the kind of sun either rising or setting over the horizon. It is a really beautiful piece of animation. The ants are shorting out the navigation system and James Taylor comes up with the idea that him and Garfunkel once yeah. used at this the vineyard. Is, this is brilliant. That art, like we, What we did was create an empty vacuum around the entire house. Yep. Like, you know, it, it's... It's a f- hilarious line for how ridiculous it, the fact that it would never happen in this situation on Earth. No. But it's like, we just did that and blew him out the door. But I'm sure all you smart NASA types don't need help from me. <laughs> then when it goes wrong, gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> Bails. <laughs> I thought it was very good by the director of whoever's at NASA to uh, have a camera waiting outside to film Homer going outside the door. Just ready and waiting. Yep. Yep. Crucial. <laughs> You always have crucial to the effect- effectiveness of the. You of the always room. have two or three GoPros. Hundred percent outside Especially of space shuttle. Yep. <laughs> As we said, Taylor Bales and what's his name, Race Banyan or whatever his name is, threatens Homer, and then Homer goes to grab the inanimate carbon rod. Yep. <laughs> goes to swing it, gets stuck in the door. I'll, I'll smash your face, good. Yeah. <laughs> but then they say no. 
Buzz Aldrin says, no, you've actually got, you're going to rescue us. If that can hold, we might make it back to Earth. Think about it for a second. <laughs> would rather attack. I would rather kill this guy. Yeah. <laughs> However, the guy has been hanging shit on Homer the whole time. But, yeah, if, but, but if you were in his situation... Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> you'd be very annoyed. Brockman then apologises for jumping to conclusions. Possibly a little hasty. May not be the... Per- this is another great line. Sorry. As you said, I don't want to get too liney, but it may not be a perfect government, but it's the best one we have. Someone actually Pause. Sent- for now. <laughs> Someone actually sent in a like a Simpsons moment that happened in the real life in regards to that comment that we'll read out in the mailbag. The crew are then attempting re-entry and they're... What is the tune they're humming? I just could not for the life of me think of what it was. I couldn't it's think an of what American, it was It's an iconic American yeah, sort of anthem. Yeah, it's like patriotic. And the American listeners are going to be hating on us for not knowing what it is. I doubt they will. They understand that yeah. from Australia and we don't have but CD players or Golden Grams. <laughs> the Golden Grams. It's the, I love it. <laughs> Lisa then cheers. Grandpa, of course they'll make it. It's on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they crash into the news reporters' convention, which means conveniently there are news reporters outside of the you know, ship. When it's they, really they giving. Sorry, I went a little bit too early. I didn't let you finish your thing, but we spoke about it earlier, so it doesn't matter. It's really giving of buzz to give up the fact. Like Homer's fucked this mission entirely, but and, he did. But save he's him. like, he's the real hero. He saved him accidentally, and Buzz isn't an idiot, <laughs> so he knows that he hasn't done it on purpose. If he wasn't an idiot, he'd be the first man. To but he's the still gonna let him have it. That's yeah, it is very nice. Moment. Very gracious from yeah. Buzz. Uh, Race Banyan would not have done that. No, he wouldn't. No, have. no. As you said earlier, Buzz Aldrin's a top guy. Yeah, it's a really good footage of seeing him punch someone in the face on YouTube. Really? Yeah. Oh, I have seen that. Like yes. one of the because they question him about the it was moon a moon landing. landing denier. Yeah, yeah. Um, Buzz is like sixty-five or seventy at this point or something. Yep. He's coming out and he gets accosted in the street and just doesn't take it. Yeah. Like, Fuck you. Bang. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's Buzz Aldrin. Like I've got to get at the end of this episode. I will get to why it would be so great to go on the moon. Who's your second favorite Buzz? But it'd have to be Buzz from Home Alone. Exactly. It's the only other one. That I was I hoping you said that or Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Aldridge. I don't even know if that's a person. Buzz Lightyear is my top three. Buzz Lightyear, yep. We're going to do our top rods. Is there a Buzz Allen? <laughs> anyway, off track. But as you said, Aldrin, top guy, but news reporters see straight through it. They know that Homer is not the real hero here. The real hero is the rod. Yeah. <laughs> and on the cover of Time, in Rod We Trust, and the family, they're watching the parade on TV, and Homer is very disappointed, but the family reassure him, it doesn't matter. You went into space. You did something that so many people wouldn't have the chance to do. And Bart writes... Well, I said, well, March says to Bart, you got anything nice to say to your dad? He knows how I feel. Writes hero on the back of his head, which is a really, really nice way to end the episode. Yep. Usually episodes like this don't end with a touching moment. They end with something funny. Like the March versus the Monorail ends with the escalator to nowhere yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It was nice that they went this way. I guess it does have something a bit wacky where he throws a text and we get the 2001 parody. This is a great... We mentioned this last episode. We're yeah, saying, the, when does this, this happen? This is one of the most ambitious movie parodies that they've ever done yeah. and it's one of the most ambitious shots that anyone has ever done in a film and they double up by having both the texture turn into the um, Fox satellite Sutter. and then that crashing into Homer yes what did we learn Palmer so what did you learn from this episode Dando I learned that if I want a tang I need to contact Clinton <laughs> um, I learned that the ball thingies that you're supposed to blow through medicine obviously cough cough syrup in those Jamil! is here! Ooh! So now it's time for the mailbag. Mitch, what have we got this week? There's a few things in the mailbag. I'm going to pause right now and remind everyone of our book that's coming out. It is called Homer's Odyssey. Uh, you can find the pre-order links already on Amazon by mm-hmm. searching Four Finger Discount, or presumably by... Well, it's probably going to be easier to search Four Finger Discount than it will be to search Homer's Odyssey. That's one thing we didn't think through. Um... But hey, you get the original Homer's Odyssey. Have a little read of, of you know some some old fashioned either 
yeah, a Greek. Type Homer's Odyssey in Bigand. Pretty sure it's a That's Greek. Separated. I'm pretty sure it was a Greek text. It's going to be a fantastic book. Like, it's in literary circles. There's, you know, like, there's Catcher in the Rye. And then this. Men in the Eye Mask. Men in the Eye Mask. That's what Bob reads on Crusty Gets Busted. Oh, okay. I'm with you. All right. <laughs> uh, but, and then this. Like, it's, you know, it's hard to separate between this, like, Salinger and Bukowski, Grinter and Dando. Like, it's, they, they go together like pen and paper. Okay, preempted by you before Dando, we've got an email from Taylor Gibson. Hey guys, big fan from the great white north known as Canada, eh? With a review of Deep Space Homer being this week's episode, I figured I'd email you guys with this story. Earlier this month, we had our provincial election. And um, am I right in thinking... No, it was France. Sorry, France had a, hired a really young guy. But I think Canada has like a relatively young male leader as well. I think. It's not a moose could be a bear. In any case, those guys, <laughs> Moose and Bear, <laughs> were off to the polls. Um, I went to the gym after voting. I was talking to the lady at the front desk and we were discussing at the election when she said that she thought they were all crooks. <laughs> like, there's always old people. Yeah. That, ah, they're all crooks. And I quoted Kent by saying, it may not be perfect, but it's still the best government we have. For now. Or I'm sure it was more for new. Um, Thanks for the Simpsons story in real life, Taylor. Thank you very much, Taylor. Mail. Male, Taylor. I don't know. Well, well, it says in brackets, male. Oh, it does say male. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I've still said I don't know. Maybe he's compensating. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, we've got two things. Uh, okay, so we've got a Simpsons origin story. So Chris Aitkins wrote in, and he was suggesting this as an idea for for the book. Now, I don't think that we could fit it into the book because it could almost be a book on its own. We don't have enough words in, as we are at the moment, let alone to add new stuff. Yeah. But... This is, I, this like is the idea, still, I think the this is a really good. good idea for the podcast. So, um, what he wanted people to talk about was the origin story, how you came to the show. So, Chris grew up in a relatively religious household where watching The Simpsons was not allowed because his father considered Bart to be a bad influence on his little brother uh, and, and him. Um, this ban on The Simpsons, however, only fueled their curiosity, much like it did with you after you tried to kill your sister. That'll make sense for people who've listened to the show for a long time. Not just my sister. <laughs> that time that you dropped a dropped a cherry bomb down the toilet. Um, I believe that uh, I was ten at the time, and I was regularly mocked at school for not being allowed to watch The Simpsons, as rightly you should have been. Like sometimes bullying is okay, and peer pressure can work when it's to get you to watch a good TV show. My father did not believe in cable television, so we only got two. Ch- didn't believe in cable television. Yeah. Sorry, bit- I glossed over that line the first time I read. That's a bit extreme, isn't it? Didn't believe in it. Like, what is there not to believe? It's there. It's a thing that exists. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. What does he believe in? I, well, obviously, religion. Is that real? Less tangible than cable TV. <laughs> anyway, continue. Probably have to pay less for cable TV, to be fair. My father did not believe... It, I, I can't get over that line. So, we only got two channels on TV through the bunny years. I do like TV. Maybe he just didn't believe in the concept of having to pay for television. Maybe. But only two channels. That's rough. Anyway, so they had the bunny ears. I like the old bunny ears where you, had, you know, point them in different directions and that sort of thing. The Simpsons would play on one of those channels, the Canadian Broadcasting Channel, every weekday at 5pm. The Canadian Broadcasting Channel, there's so much that's going on here in this email. There's actually a lot to unpack. Australia's a small town. We didn't... Australia's we, actually a country. It is. <laughs> <laughs> a small country at that. We never had the... Oh, the ABC. Is that the Australian Broadcasting? Yeah. Of course we did. Where are you going with this, Mitchell? No, nowhere. (laughs) Stopping on that. (laughs) 
edit that out. No. <laughs> Come on, get through. My father was where the uh, the, t- the 5 p.m. time slot and wouldn't allow us in the TV any time around 5. Sorry, in the TV room, not in the TV. I've fallen to pieces. <laughs> the shambles. Do I have to take over the mailbag no, this week? No. My brother and I then devised ways to sneak from the, uh, the Simpsons from the privacy of our room. Back then, the CBC would air the audio of the television broadcast on the radio. So, for a time, we listened to the Simpsons like a radio play. That's actually kind of cool. Mm. Like, I wonder if they imagine... I presume they would have known how they looked. They would have seen them there. Despite the amazing talents of the voice cast, we still weren't getting the full story. So, we picked up a small old black and white TV from someone's garbage where we were able to get a picture. But that usually involved... Sorry, but that usually involves someone constantly adjusting the antennas from behind. So I guess you could you had to set up a mirror, or you could alternate. You get to watch one ad break, and then I watch <laughs> until the next ad break, or one week till the next. All this just to catch a few minutes of The Simpsons every day. My father eventually caught onto our scheme, no doubt lured by the trail of trash. Um, I've added that that wasn't in the email. You're allowed to laugh when I make jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I will when it's justified. <laughs> But instead of enforcing stricter rules, he realised that he couldn't fight it, and he finally let us enjoy The Simpsons in full colour in the TV room. He did threaten that he would pull the plug if he ever saw either of us acting like Bart. A few years later, my little brother got into skateboarding and graffiti, but were already fully-fledged Simpsonoids to the point where cutting us off would have just been cruel. Uh, I'm sure that's cruel by not believing in pay TV to begin with. Certainly odd. Uh, He's also included some tattoos that he's got. He's got a Kirk Van Hatton, Can I Borrow a Feeling? Looks like he's holding a knife in that. I'm not entirely sure why. And Cletus is like George Yokel. Okay, cool. So thank you. Thank you very much for that, Chris. Finally, a question from the mailbag. Uh, this is coming from Michael from New York. Uh, hey, guys. Hope all is well. Recently, my fiancé and I watched The Dressmaker, which is a fine Australian film. That was. It has one of the Hemsworths, Liam, I believe, um, and a Blanchette which is all you really need in your Australian film. I think it might also have a weaving. Anyway, so he was blown away. What other Australian films, meaning films made in Australia, would you guys recommend that have had a culture or have had a cultural impact on Australia? I'm not talking about films produced in Australia, like On the Beach with Gregory Peck that was filmed in Melbourne, um, that were worldwide releases. So he wants to know quintessential Australian movies. Go. Mad Max? Yep. Muriel's Wedding? Yeah, no, I was never big on Muriel's wedding. It's an impact on culture, though. Everyone says, um, you're terrible, Muriel. Yeah. Uh, It's very iconic. Right before I smack him in the face. (laughs) Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yep. With Hugo Weaving. Yep. And And Guy Ritchie. Very wrong. Yeah, very... um, Guy Pearce. Guy Pearce, sorry. I always get names confused. Guy Ritchie's married to freaking Madonna, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Cracker Jack was another one that I liked. You're a big fan of Cracker Jack? Yeah. It was one of the lesser... Lesser successful comedies in recent times. Sam Johnson reading out the bingo? Yeah, no, it's funny. 44, Two Fat Horse? Two, yeah, like 88, <laughs> Two Fat Ladies. 44. Uh, um, two Fat Horse. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> I just think it summed up a bowls club. Yeah, okay. Just old people. Yeah, it does. I'll, I'll make you some sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> so I was a big fan of Bad Eggs. Um, yep. even school. though even though it's not a great movie like when I say it's not a great movie like it's a comedy that doesn't make you laugh the cover all that much. intrigued me as a child. Yeah. Just that weird alien thing. No, uh, you're thinking, oh, of thinking bad of taste. Bad taste, sorry. Yeah. That's Peter Jackson. Yes, it yeah. is. Anyway, um, the movies that I'm actually going to recommend, if you haven't seen The Castle or The Castle, depending on which state you're from, um, that is hands down the funniest Australian movie that's ever been made. It's most Australian Australian movie. It is. It? To the point where I haven't watched it for a long time because I watched it way too much, but I am absolutely ready to watch it again. It's almost uh, a parody of Australia. 
It's so Australian. Oh, it's like a, it's a stereotype. It's a send up of a stereotype in Australia, but it's very done pe- with so much love. Like it's, what's the family's name? What's their name? the Kerrigans? Yeah, it's, it's the camera is not looking down on them. If that makes sense, no. like it's just presenting them as they are, and it's so beautiful. Like the 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 lines are so simple. Tell him his dream is the most iconic. Tell him his dream, and I dug a hole. That sort of thing. But there's, I love the bit where he's talking about the elephant. So like it's got Steve Curry and his his brothers in prison, and. He talks about how I, um, you know, I, I got you an elephant. Elephants, I got him an elephant because, you know, they're meant to bring good luck, especially when the trunks are up. And this one's trunk was up. While you're looking at the elephant, like he's just explaining the whole thing. Yeah. And then later I was thinking about him and whether or not the elephant's trunk was still up. <laughs> like it's just little <laughs> little stuff like that it was so sweet. I loved it. What about Chopper? Yeah, well, I was going to move into crime. So okay. Chopper definitely yep. launched Eric Banner's career. Which is sort of stagnant now. Yeah, it is a bit. But they saw him at the footy supporting St. Kilda and you're like, oh yeah, that was that guy from that movie that he, time. He made his millions. Yeah. He, um, he's just living comfortably now. Joel Edgerton has made some great crime movies of, in recent times. Um, is Bad Boy Bubby Australian? Nah, I don't think so. Romper Stomper is Australian. Romper Stomper is. Yeah, yeah. Two movies called The Square and Felony. Okay. That, uh, they were small releases, but they're as tight a crime thriller as you will see. And David McCod... I think I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, but Animal Kingdom, which came out a few years ago, um, kind of based in reality on some on a crime family in Melbourne. I've heard the Babadook's a good horror movie. The too. Babadook is Babadook, a good yeah. horror movie as well. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. Really, guys at work always rave about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and finally, I showed you this before we started recording. This is a film from 2006, Tropfest. It's called Carmichael and Shane. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, it stars Rob Carlton, and it's about a father of twin boys giving his philosophy on parenting, which Dando was... That you should always support one and not the other. Pick a favourite, Yes, basically. My favourite line in the whole thing. He's like, I read somewhere once that... You know, the, the safer seat in the car is passenger rear, which is this seat right here. So, you know, this is what I'm talking about. Like, when you have a favourite, that's just one less decision that you need to make every day. Do you want to be a Shane or a Carmichael? Because yeah. <laughs> he has identical twins. He's got the good name and yeah. the bad name. Do you want to be Shane? Yeah. <laughs> which is it today, buddy? You choose. <laughs> Tell them about your short film that you made that time, playing Mario Kart. Oh, um, that was just one of many. That was a sequel, that. <laughs> That was the prequel of a sequel. The one where Ash was... Just, uh, there's, there's been a long-running series of short films uh, called My Best Friend, which is about a love affair with myself and my best friend. And Who then, is Ash, yeah? No, Tom. And then Ash <laughs> Ash comes in in the sequel, My Best Friend 2, The Female Menace. She ruins everything. Yeah, because I marry her and she takes me away from him. Is that why she's the female menace on our football tipping? Oh, is that what her, her name is? Pretty I sure didn't know that. Well, there you go. Oh, Okay, no. So we're done? Mailbag's we're done. done. Yes. Thank God. Thanks for listening to the review of Dipso's Homer. Oh, what a mess. <laughs> well done if you've stuck by. Because <laughs> I'll be honest, I nearly left. <laughs> you, were, you, were, you, were, you had your keys. I'm like, stop. The people need you. The people want you All right. around. What are you going to tell me? What are you ending the show with? Well, nothing great. We're going to bring it down to some... some we didn't want to do this off the top. Dan, oh, yeah, I said, yeah, should yeah. we do this? And I said, no. Because uh, I didn't feel right. Talking about that and then changing gears to, hey, let's be funny now. Is We're recording this two days. One day. One day after. We're recording this one day after the horrific attack in Manchester. And we have a lot of English uh, supporters. We have a lot of English fans. There's a lot of people that listen to the show. More people like us from UK than Australia on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which probably says something about how you feel about us if you have the 
chance to actually meet us or you have met us <laughs> um while while we're just like a figment of your imagination from across the other side of the country uh, of the other side of the world then we're everything yeah <laughs> see you anyway, soon anyway for my jokes anyway um no, our, our, I just want to say our hearts go out to you guys and I'm sure we would have people from Manchester that listen to the show. So, it's Australia right now would be united behind you guys. So many people would be united behind you guys. And what pisses me off the most about it is that entertainment should always be a safe space. And these are kids. Like, it's Ariana Grande appealing to high schoolers and primary schoolers. It's like there's... Eight-year-olds up to what would you? The, the oldest person is probably not going to be much more than like twenty-two, twenty-three. Like the thing that gets me about it, and the thing that in it's one of those best in humanity, worst in humanity type things. And you can guarantee that the next time a concert is held at that place, it will be packed to the rafters because there is no way that you can stop people from living the lives that they want to live. The people that did it are just cowards of the highest order, and it's fucking unimaginable tragedy for anyone to lose their life when they're just trying to have a good time and enjoy something that they love but there's no way that it will ever stop us as a society from being our society final thing yes off the back of that and I probably should have done it before that but anyway um, another bit of kind of sad news in the entertainment industry today was that there was the passing of the great Roger Moore yes Um, whose autograph is worth about $150 uh, it's only if it's on a photo of Sean Connery. Yes. A lot of people write in and say, we've caught up with your podcast. What do we do now? We have to wait week to week. Um, if you check out the Empire Film Podcast, there's a great interview from 2012 that hadn't been available. They re-released it today with Roger Moore talking about everything there. So check it out. Yes. Next week, we're going to be reviewing Homer Loves Flanders. Another fantastic episode. Stitch Face. Nacho Man. Terminator parody. I'm looking forward to all what of those you things. want. So next week, as we said, Homer loves Flanders. Thanks for listening to our view of D-Space Homer and we'll catch you guys next week. See you guys. Four Finger Discount is brought to you today by Podbean, the podcasting app that not only allows you to record on the go, but also upload from anywhere in the world on your mobile device. The Podbean app makes it simple to get started with podcasting. No expensive equipment required. All you need is an idea and Podbean does the rest. So download the Podbean app now for your Apple or Android device and enjoy the freedom of mobile podcasting.